welcome to Connectivity episode 220. I'm your host, Carmine Red, and I'm joined by Zachary Miller. Hello, hello. And from a completely different hemisphere, Andrew Brown. We're red to go. And we are red to go. <laughs> we are talking this episode about Shantae. Uh, Shantae, uh, Half Genie Hero, came out a couple months ago, and uh, we're basically all fans of the uh, Shantae series. So it's really exciting to talk about it. Uh, Zach, why don't you, uh, let's, just, let's just go around real quick. Uh, let's just give everyone give an elevator pitch of why we wanted to have a connectivity episode about Shantae. Oh, well, we haven't had a Shantae connectivity episode yet, uh, <laughs> but uh, the, this is a fertile ground for discussion. It's a, a short but very memorable series, um, combines a little bit of Metroidvania with just good old platforming and uh, uh, colorful cast of characters, good writing, so I, I, it's, a, it's a great series. And how about you, Andrew? What's your take? Okay, it's a series that involves characters that are very relatable. Everything is is colorful. Everything is playful and fun. Everything's a little bit risque. Um, it's a, a series that combines the best elements of, say, uh, Metroid and, uh, as you said, Zach Castlevania, uh, Mega Man. And uh, it's got a killer soundtrack. It's got everything that I look for in a game. Okay, we got some real fans here, and, and I just want to say it's it's I when I was playing Half Genie Hero, it just it's it's just fun. It's just simple. It's just as a game, it's good, simple fun. It somehow feels like a throwback to the '90s when I could play a game and not have to, you know, really really worry about all these other things or it ha- getting too complex. Um, but I have to say, um, just for you listeners out there, another reason uh, I wanted to have an episode for this is I actually. I'm in possession of a couple Shantae Half Genie Hero Wii U download codes that I need to get rid of. Nice. I've got, yeah, I've got uh, uh, all from the all from the Kickstarter. Actually, I went I went a little crazy on that. <laughs> um, I have two codes for the North America uh, region and two codes for the EU region, and they could be yours. Uh, so if you're listening and you want one of those codes, send uh shoot an email to contest at nintendoworldreport.com and name five characters from the Shantae games. And also, uh, let us know which region you are. If there's more entries, then we will use a randomizer to choose the winners. And with that out of the way, so let's, uh, let's talk about like each of us' histories with like Shantae. Like, did, was this the first game you played, Andrew? Or have you played... The ones before. I've played the entire series so far. In the fact, entire series, um, starting from Game Boy Color? Uh, starting from the Game Boy Color game, but uh, this was around the era of the uh, the late original DS. I actually bought my uh, my 3DS from the States just so that I could get uh, Risky's Revenge on the uh, the DSiWare eShop. Mm. Because... It uh, for the longest time, I, I still don't think it's even available in the Australian region on the original DSi version of Risky's Revenge. Wow! So, so yeah, the uh, they've done the remake. That's that's available on I, I believe on Wii U. There, the the remastered it's on Wii U the Steam and PS4, version. It's on everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, but um, at the time, this was uh, a series that I just started to to familiarize myself with. I I played the Game Boy Color game on an emulator uh, back in... uh, Probably would have been six, seven years ago. And, uh, yeah, I I fell in love instantly with the characters. I remember jumping straight onto NWR and looking up Zach's original review. And... (laughs) And uh yeah, I agree with, with every bit of praise that this series has uh has been given. Carmine, you're a newcomer to this series, aren't you? Well, uh I didn't I did I never have I have not gotten a chance to play the Game Boy Color version. I, I started on the DSI. Uh oh, okay. so maybe that's what, three games back? Uh not yeah, the so first game, yeah. but uh it it was just it's just it's just fun, you know. And it's I mean, when you sit there, there's plenty to think about, and then there's plenty to like really enjoy the art for. But it's just really visually, it's it's got bright colors. You're it's a, it's it's. I wouldn't call it a platformer. Definitely, it's more of an action game. Yeah, and yeah. I guess you can call it. You can you can throw out words like Metroidvania, but I don't think about that when I play. You know, it's an action game. I'm running around. I'm beating levels. It's, yeah, uh, I think it's gotten. I think it's actually gotten a little more Metroidvania as the series has progressed. In the beginning, it wasn't nearly as much. Yeah, but I think I think it's just it's one of those games that I play and I don't need to put a label on it. I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the idea that you you uh, invoke that it's kind of one of those '90s mascot platformers. That's that's a really good. Uh, comparison, and that's kind of a lost art that we don't have anymore. Yeah, and and I think that's probably, I mean, that is a huge strength of this game. Every, uh, all, I think all three of us are fans of its art style. You know, oh, of the yeah. characters, absolutely. Like, just the way the st- the games are visually imagined. I mean, um, the, even the Game Boy Color game looks so much better than your average Game Boy Color game. They're really pushing the envelope on. On what that system could do. Yeah. What What do you think is it about the art style? I think I think it definitely can be a little uh, risque if you stop and you think about it. You're like, hey, she's running around, you know, in a belly dancing outfit. Right. But somehow it doesn't feel risque. It's like when you well, I, there, yeah, there's and just you're kind of a, around, it isn't a big deal. There's just kind of an uh, I don't know an innocent whimsicalness about it, and and none of the the cheesecake elements are super blatant. It's always kind of wink, wink, nod, nod uh, uh, at the audience, mostly through the writing than anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think it reached a reached a height in Pirate's Curse, um, a little more or more overt in Pirate's Curse, but it's it's never kind of in your face. It's it's very much secondary to to what you've been saying. It's colorful and lively, and everything's got a rhythm to it, and uh, it's just a real pretty game and with with solid gameplay. Yeah, I was uh, reading on um, some of the inspirations for this character, and uh, it's it's like obviously there's there's I Dream of Genie, uh, right smack dab in the middle, but like there's Ronma One Half has been a, has been a major inspiration for the series. Mm. You know, and uh, let's see what some of this other stuff. You can is. even tell with the hairstyles, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 like, for the game series, Dave, uh, Matt Boson, uh, from, who was one of the creators of the character, stated, 
Castlevania, Aladdin, Mega Man, you know, Hayao Miyazaki films. Yeah. <laughs> Nadia, Secret of Blue Water. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely a lot of a great influences here. Um, I think, uh, I think also, also the animation is just, it's just nice and clean and it's, it's evolved too, like with a uh, half genie hero, right? Like oh, yeah. technically the, the series has moved forward a little bit. I think that's what one of the, the major draws of the original game was on the, the Game Boy Color, bringing back to the, uh, the art style, uh, on a Game Boy Color game itself. Uh, the, fluidity of the dance moves and the animations and just the sprite movements is is something WayForward does and has done with other Game Boy uh, Color games and throughout the length of their series uh, that other developers don't seem to be able to capture. You'd, you'd never see Mario moving with with that much uh, rhythm. As a, rhythm. Rhythm, yeah, rhythm yeah. is the right word because like it's uh, the soundtrack's good and then it's it's really just I don't know, like a fun, bouncy world to be in. And the soundtrack is always amazing. Uh, Jake Kaufman always does a good job, but I think he he really uh, sinks his heart into the Shantae games. He does wonderful work, wonderful work on those. Yeah, absolutely. And all of his soundtracks are on his Bandcamp. You can go buy them yep. right now. Do it. Ooh. Oh my god. Uh, Half Genie Hero. Is that the first time they've had, like, voiced music for it? Voice acting? Voice, uh... Not voice acting, uh, More than voice acting, but, like, the full lyrics voice the... theme song. That, the oh, first, a theme the, song. That, yeah, this is the first time, yeah. That that first level where it, like, hit... Uh, I was not expecting that, and I was like, this is awesome. Uh, and, and I looked it up on YouTube later, and <laughs> now I'm going to go to the band camp. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> that was one. That was one of the first things that they released uh, to uh, backers. Was an MP3 of that song. Yeah, usually I I kickstart something, they take my money, and then I completely forget about it until it comes out. <laughs> I think lyrics in their songs are only a recent thing for Way Forward. They they did have it in the ending theme of Mighty Switch Force Two, I believe. So good. And it I was... love that song. <laughs> it's it's just it's so, so dumb. Um, but yeah, this is the first time they've implemented something like that in, in Jante, and it's, uh, it works well. I'm, I'm hoping the future of the series does include something like this in, uh, moving forward. I mean, the series has always heavily been something revolving around music, and, uh, yeah, just to see them take, uh, things into a more musical direction in the series itself would be amazing. It would be cool if future games, like, if that became, the uh the theme song and future games had kind of like a an animated intro like you'd see in a cartoon because I think that's the the way the series is headed. They that's... Again, go on again. I think that speaks to like how good their art and you know the visual design is and how how well the characters of the games come out because you know we've had people say like maybe we should add these characters into Smash Brothers. Yeah. You know, they're such strong, uh, iconic characters. And maybe maybe the Shantae games are not, you know, as widely well-known, but the people who know them, you know, sort of put them up there high enough that they can say, I want to play this character in other games now. Yeah, absolutely. Like Runbo. Um, I want to, yeah, I think you mentioned, uh, you guys mentioned Mighty Switch Force. I think 
it's uh we should we should talk a little bit about way forward and and like their history because Shantae is definitely like one of their uh early pro- earlier projects indie game projects from like the late 90s and then they're still around now and they've actually got had a little bit of a a long history as indie developers yeah they've been around at least 20 years yeah uh i i don't know what their first game was but i know the first game that uh they got a lot of praise for was a uh was it wendy the good witch on game boy color yeah that was a lot of fun that was uh uh, it had this weird mechanic where everything was moving upside down, or like you could flip the gravity in the game. Probably one oh. of the inspirations to their um, uh, what was it? Mighty Flip Champs was their first. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite a game, but yeah, in Wendy Which Way uh, or whatever it was called, uh, you could flip the gravity upside down and run around on the ceilings, and the levels revolved around puzzles that uh, involved moving upwards or downwards and falling in different directions. Nice. Sounds like V V V V V V. Yeah, a lot like that. I've always wanted to play and, uh, that game. I wish they put it up on the eShop. They put uh, that extreme sports game up, and I don't love that game, but um, uh, it's 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 fun enough. It's it's a little ADD for me. And uh, I also like and and well, my my uh, I I come to their history a little late, but like I actually bought Ping Pals at the DS launch. And that's sort of like what indie devs do, you know. Oh they, my gosh, ping pals. They do a lot of, hey, I had lots of fun with that. <laughs> no, I uh, just forgot it existed. <laughs> so, DS launch, man, it was a great time to be alive. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, but as indie devs, you, you take projects that, uh, that come from other companies. So they did ping pals later on. They did, did they do the Contra? On DS? Contra 4, yes. yeah, they did. Contra 4 on DS, they did Duck, and then later on they did DuckTales, the remake, remastered? DuckTales yeah, remastered? Uh, they did yeah. that Daffy Duck, uh, that, that minigame Daffy Duck game on DS that was really good, very imaginative. And they also did um, uh, that Aliens game. What was that called? Infestation on DS? That was really fun, too. So actually, yeah, they... It, it's it's actually really great to see uh, an indie company because you realize, oh, they've developed a lot of their own tech and that's allowed them to get a lot of stuff. They're really a technology company, I think. Uh, it feels that way because do you think they, do you, were you, uh, when you were playing Half Genie Hero, feel like it had a lot of, like, probably learnings from DuckTales Remastered? It's clear they used the same engine that they built up on on DuckTales. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's hard to compare those two because, um, I mean, they are the same engine, but I feel like they're such different games. The goals are different. Um, I, you know, I kind of hate to say it, but DuckTales is almost. I mean, maybe it's just because I really love that game, but I almost like DuckTales uh, from an objective standpoint more than Half Genie Hero um, from a gameplay perspective, maybe. Uh, but yeah, you you can definitely tell. I mean, they they share uh, elements and uh, uh, they're yeah. I love DuckTales. Sorry. Well, the reason I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the I mean, I love f- both games. I, I just DuckTales. I feel it was a. Uh... An, uh, an earlier version of the engine, I feel like Half Genie Hero is so smooth. 
Yeah, the animation is definitely better. All the sprite work is much better in uh, Shantae. Yeah, yeah, and it's a much later uh, attempt at it. But um, also, I just I just like it as a story because, you know, as an indie dev, you have to be versatile and you have to be able to support these systems for cheap. And especially if you're going to make your own game, you sort of need the tech. Uh, if you're not going to get an engine out there, and I guess there's not that. There really aren't that many like available commercial engines you can license that would be that uh uh would be hit like the Nintendo DS. Right. You know? Everything's uh aimed towards higher end platforms, and so I think that's why a lot of indie devs have been able to like, or smaller dev companies have been able to like, really re- were really able to flourish in the DS era because. That was a point where if you had the tech, you could actually go out there and get work. Yeah. And uh, it's great to hear that, like, uh, looking at Shantae Half Genie Hero, they could hit so many platforms with it. I mean, they're still an independent game studio. Oh, that's true, and yeah. They got this on all the major platforms. Yes, even Vita, which I also bought it for. I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I was, I was surprised to learn that... Um, uh, Risky's Revenge is a different, entirely different engine than Pirate's Curse, uh, because they share so much sprite work. So I was really surprised to learn they're different, completely different engines. Huh. that's neat. Yeah. I was uh, thinking, let's let's actually take a moment here, and and I don't know if, how would you describe this game. I mean, we've talked about it for like eighteen minutes, but. <laughs> <laughs> and we 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 definitely talked about what the, we've compared it, but it's there aren't a lot of games like this anymore. So how would you describe it? Is it just just take '90s action game and that would be the closest analog, or is Ducktales the closest modern analog to what it is now? Well, would you would are there many ex- 2D platformers that we could compare it to? To explore that, it's it's more like a, a study of the the character Shantae herself. I mean, it's she's a belly dancing genie who uses her hair like a whip. For those who haven't played the series, so it's very much a sense of uh, touching an enemy will will hurt you. You can't uh, jump on enemies like in other platforming games. You you have to physically attack them. But there's also the the element of the music and the rhythm behind it. And uh, something that's uh, been a standing point for most of the series up until now is uh, the the fact that Shantae does various dance moves that transform her into various different animals that would then give her advantages. They'd be able to like fly or smash through a wall or navigate to previously inaccessible areas, very much like a like a Metroid game. Or and, or uh, if you owned a Xbox three sixty at launch, Cameo. Yeah, like like a two D version of Cameo. Right. Just better. I've never played Cameo. <laughs> One of the last good it's, rare games. It's okay. Isn't it? Huh? One of the last good rare games. Yeah, that's true. It's on the rare replay collection, which I, I just haven't touched it and found an Xbox One. But yes, um moving forward with the uh the series there, it's it, it's very much a series that even though each of the games are standalone, there is like an overlying uh, 
like a, a winking, as you said, to the, the audience there, that some story elements carry over from previous games. There are characters that are introduced in earlier games that are brought back into later iterations of the series. Um, Half Genie Hero itself is the fourth game in the series, the, the first being on Game Boy Color, which was just Shantae. Uh, then there was uh, Risky's Revenge that was, as I mentioned earlier, a, uh, a DSi download game that that was, that was halted or, or changed in development a, a numerous uh, number of times there. Um, yep. It was originally going to be a part of a trilogy that had to be then scaled back to, to one game. Um, and then Half Jerry here, uh, uh, sorry, uh, the, what's the third Pirate's game? Curse. The Pirate's Curse, yeah. Uh, the Pirate's Curse was, uh, essentially the end of the story for the original trilogy of games there. It wrapped up all the loose ends and, uh, uh tied up a whole lot of the story plot points and that, that were ongoing for the first two games in the series. And then moving forward into, uh, Half Genie Hero, uh, the game, is essentially a, a soft reboot. It does have... There, there's this knowing of the characters that uh, you come across people and you're like, oh, I remember them, and the cast remember them, and they interact as if they were in the other games together. But at the same time, it sort of like reboots the storyline and uh, introduces elements from the original game all over again. Yep. Risky's back to being evil. Risky's back to being evil. <laughs> uh, possible story spoilers for those who haven't played Pirate's Curse. Um, there was also uh, the the fact that Shantae is back to doing her transforming, which wasn't an an element in uh, Pirate's Curse there. She had right. uh, instead a whole lot of pirate gear that she would use as navigational tools to get around the game, which introduced, uh, interestingly is uh, actually going to be reintroduced into Half Genie Hero when the Risky mode drops. Right. There's been uh, uh, artwork and, and uh, sprite samples of Risky showing like the, the floating hat and the dashing with the sword, and I'm super excited for when that lands to, to be able to replay the game in, like, essentially uh, Pirate's Curse mode. I wonder if it's going to be more like, um, uh, you know, how when Shovel Knight uh, introduces a new character, they kind of remake the maps to take advantage of the, you know, uh, Plague Knight or yeah. uh, uh, Spectre Knight. I wonder if they'll do something similar for this. It's possible that you'll go through the um, the game in a different order, play the, the others <coughs> in a different way. True. Um, and the, I don't know if you guys saw the most recent update on their, their Kickstarter page. Uh, they are going ahead with the additional hero modes as well, so there's eventually going to be a playable... Uh, uh, Roddy Tops and uh, Sky and Bolo, which is going to be great. Yes. Playable Bolo, man. He Bolo's needed something to do sun. for four games now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. Uh, so Sky being uh, the uh, the character who uh, has all the birds. and Yeah, she like trains warbirds. Right. Roddy Tops being the zombie friend who ev- who every once in a while they make a reference to that she she might eat someone. <laughs> and then Bolo's just kind of her buddy. Bolo's always like that that hapless character in the beginnings. Who yes. Who is really helpful <laughs> for getting you introduced to the world. True, true. Uh, so let's let's actually talk about Shantae Half-Teeny Hero, because uh, I think 
uh, you mentioned that they're going to bring all these other characters and modes to it. Uh, Zach, you, you reviewed it, right? Uh, I did not review it because oh. I had I kickstarted it, uh, so <laughs> I was barred from uh, reviewing it. But I did write a uh, uh, kind of a fanboy post-mortem several weeks after it came out. You reviewed it, didn't you? I also kickstarted it. So yeah. Oh, no, okay. As did I. <laughs> well, you guys, I think, so Carmine, you must have ourselves. you must have kickstarted it at a much lower uh, level than me, and I know Andrew uh, kickstarted it at a much higher level than me. Yeah, I have artwork in the game. Everyone, go check it out. He does. It's oh dang! Maybe the best art in that. I'm not even just saying that. That might be real. He, he has the best art oh. in that. In the fan stuff. Oh, I, I, uh, man, I, I misspent my Kickstarter dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so none of us, none of us reviewed it. Um, but, uh, it's, I, I think I recall you saying, Zach, that, uh, you, you weren't, uh, you were a little, uh, disappointed that it was not, uh, a connected world, um, uh, I, I was, I was disappointed that, um, uh, yeah, the connected world would have been nice, but I liked how they did it in Pirate's Curse. Uh, I guess I was disappointed that um, so many of her powers felt really underutilized, uh, especially like the um, the spider power. You use the spider power maybe one time to oh, get. Oh uh, there, There's to, like six places it comes in handy. Oh, uh, yeah, there's you know five that, of those places. It comes in handy, but can be easily done with other powers, too. Yeah, if, uh, if you've, like, broken the chain a little bit and gotten some of the later powers, it does make some of the earlier ones a little redundant. But Right. I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I think the I, only... I can, I can, yeah, I, I can agree with that. But then again, I mean, when you have... as it, it, The game is only so long, and when you have... As much as they have. Like, there's, there's just a ridiculous number of forms you can transform into, right? Yeah. Like, 12 different dances, like, 9, nine, ten forms you can take? Uh, there, yeah, there are Something 8, like 9. There are 10 animal forms and 4 uh, spells that kind of do other things, but you can switch two of those spells for two animal forms that are useless but funny. Yeah. Yeah. You can, so, I mean, uh, what I got... Like for uh, so some some are going to be less useful than others, and I feel like that's and and personally, I feel like Zelda has like the same problem. Uh like I can't really think of aside from dedicated spinner sections in Twi- in Twilight Princess. I feel like personally, I think that was underused. So I think that's just a I don't know. I'm gonna defend it and say that that's just. A matter of them not having enough game to find all these things for. Like, could you imagine? Oh, that's true. No, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh But I actually, I actually also felt like, yeah, it 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 was a little uh, strange when they uh, because uh, half genie hero it's actually broken up into levels, and then you can revisit the levels easily, so it still feels like a Metroidvania in the way that you revisit past levels in, I guess, Mega Man. Oh yeah, you yeah. Just, you go back to levels in Mega Man when you have new powers, and you say, "Oh, I know where I can go in this level now to use this," and you get that. Um, it, but I think I think it worked. Uh, I do still sort of miss the 
the uh what what do you call it a giant connected world but it was actually i felt like it was actually much easier to jump around in this one yes it absolutely i didn't was. have That's to like true. always walk out of town and navigate past those areas well i mean there's always warps but well it's I certainly feel like I was doing less walking yeah you did do less walking you know one of the things i don't like about the first two games is uh you do a lot of walking because it's just a big horizontal world. So I was happy that they broke it up in Pirate's Curse, and I'm happy that they broke it up in Half-Genie Hero. Um, and, in yeah, you're right. In, in Half-Genie Hero, it's so easy to move around because you can use the whistle when you got what you want and whatever level, you can just leave and go to another level and uh, do your thing. And Can you, and, can you even whistle out of the, the sliding portions? I think you can... I probably. I, I, I just remember it? being so the frustrated first one, with anyway. those portions. Yeah, like, no, they're not good. The, yeah, those. That was like one of the few times. That was the time when I, on my first playing the game, I played up until that section. I died a bunch of times because I didn't understand how to use my items yet. Like I didn't understand what oranges were. I was like, it had been that long. Yeah. And so I was just dying a lot, and I'm like, I'm putting this down and walking away. And I couldn't figure out how to use the whistle to get out. So I think I had the tools to beat that level just at the moment. I, it, none of it was registering for me. Well, let me tell you, yeah. uh, here's a pro tip for you. When you're, doing, when you're trying to beat the game um, and you're going down that final slide, which I hated so much until I found this trick, um, if you have the magical tiara, which gives you infinite magic, you can just jump up in the air and then use the flamethrower and hold the button down and you'll just float over everything. Everything. Oh. <laughs> and that's wow. how cheaters do speedruns. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. In fact, okay. you kind of have to do that. You almost have to do that for, uh, if you're playing it on the PS4 or the Vita, there's a trophy that uh, you avoid any damage in that final uh slide and in fact if you uh fail you actually have to go back and beat risky again because that's all considered one section so uh oh, goodness. yeah use that flamethrower thing <laughs> yeah yeah hmm. handy i trophied that i uh, i platinum that game wow i'm it's, i'm it's, kind of not surprised it's super easy to do though like i got I got 43 of the 44 trophies on my first run, and the last trophy was just beat it in two hours. I, I still don't have the artwork for completing everything, like, 100% within three hours or something. Oh, really? One, yeah, I, you I can have use the, the... You can do pirate mode and, and get every... Not pirate mode, you know what I mean. The other, like, additional story mode. or like Yeah, the, yeah. Oh, the new, new game new plus. New game plus, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah, I've I've still got some work to do on the game. I've I've got everything. I've unlocked everything, and I've got the the rewards for that. Just not under the the lowest time. That's gotcha. All. Now would 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 you? I I wouldn't call this a hard game. Would you? No, not. I mean, aside from like maybe a, a a couple points where it's like a difficulty spike. More frustrating than hard, maybe. Yeah. The, the yeah, last two are bosses. More frustrating maybe. than difficult. Hmm. Yeah, if if you're trying to get through the game just based on platforming skill and not trying to use your items, it would seem apparent that there's a bit of a difficulty spike. But when you realize that they are trying to encourage you to, to use the stuff that you're collecting and, and collect the gems to buy the items and everything like that, 
it seems a whole lot more fair. Yeah, in fact, uh, I definitely it's uh, when you can reduce the damage you're taking, and if you're just finding all the hard pieces, it feels like a Zelda game where it's like, oh, the better you get, the easier the game gets. Almost. Yeah. Yes. In fact, uh, the very the first the Game Boy Color Shantae game. I don't know if you felt this way too, Andrew, but uh, uh, it almost has the same uh, difficulty curve that Kid Icarus does, where it's super friggin' hard at the beginning, but the more you get, the, it, it by the end of the game, it's the easiest game you've ever played. <laughs> yes, uh, some of the bosses, uh, particularly fighting against Risky at the end of the game, are true significantly harder than other boss fights and other battles that you've had in the game but by yes. that point you've got that many items that it really doesn't matter it's it's all about uh, learning the it's very mega man it's it's learning uh, the visual cues and and being prepared for whatever direction that they move in yeah yeah that risky fight sucks because she's only uh vulnerable for one frame of animation well, I, let, let me just say this in case any listeners confused. I suck at video games, and <laughs> I find this game not to be that challenging. Uh, Half Genie Hero. Like, we were talking about Mega Man. In the first Mega Man, I could only beat Cutman's level, period. Oh, damn. So, I suck at video Well, I suck at Mega Man games. Action to games be- that require that sort of, like, precision. New. No. To, to be fair, Mega Man 1 sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, there's just a whole slew of NES games that I only beat one level. <laughs> like Mega Man, okay, uh, Air Fortress, uh, Iron Sword, one level games. Uh, yeah, so, um, I... I really appreciate this game for like being so awesome and having so much um, uh, love and like attention and and you know mastery put into it, but also being super accessible. Uh, like I, yeah. I actually, man, I should have my nephew play this. This is totally a game I'd have him play. He's like nice. five right now. He's been playing games already. Uh, I had when he visited last summer. He was just picking random games off my Wii U, and I'm like, wow, I never played that game I downloaded off the eShop before. So I'm happy he's playing it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, it's it's a very accessible game. Would you would you would you have like? Uh, little kids play it? I already have. Uh, my my 10-year-old nephew and my uh, 6-year-old niece have both tried it, and they both say it's a fun game. Nice. I don't really have any little kids in my life, so no. <laughs> but d- if I did, yes. Give it to little Find Timmy on the corner. On. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah. Um... Was there anything in the games that, that you guys would like to have seen or, or were slightly disappointed that something may have been excluded or... or voice acting. Not, voice acting, yeah? Yeah, I wanted voice acting real bad. That was uh, one of half, the... For Half Genie Hero, that was a stretch goal that didn't make. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also yeah, full I mean, animated cutscenes. Like, a couple well. voice clips, but not for everything. Right, for me, Chantel say like, risky boots, and that's it. Yeah. For me, something that I miss, particularly from the original game, like the the original Game Boy Color game had, uh, whenever you were doing a dance transformation, it would have like a little rhythm game built in, and you'd have yes. to do the dance moves in time with the beat. Otherwise, you'd fail the dance. And uh, I miss that too. I mean, granted, it was an extra layer of complication to be able to just, say, transform into a monkey, but 
by the end of the game, you're so good at, uh, at just following the beat, and it's it's something that I wish they would reintroduce into the series, even if it's just as a mini game or something like that. Uh, also, yeah, it was a little, it was nice that it was a little bit skill based. Yeah. Also, and I, the, and I uh, seem to recall that early in the Kickstarter, they said they were going to bring it back. Oh man! I, I think to... they said you'll be able to customize the dances. Uh, oh. To do your own transfer, you know, make each transformation your own dance. That would have been cool. Sort of like Ocarina of Ocarina or something. Yeah, uh, yeah a little bit know. like that. Yeah. I uh, yeah, that isn't. I guess I guess that didn't make it. And considering in the last, uh, or at least the first two games in the series, she had at least four different, uh, visually different dance moves that you, she would do on the screen. Right. I was really hoping that they would introduce those into the game as well, and that like. Even though you're just cycling through the uh, the different options of which animal you want to transform into, I was hoping she would change up between the dances, kind of like what she did in Risky's Revenge. Yeah, me too. But that said, the dance that she does do, even though it's just the one move, it is adorable and it's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I wish they'd. Um, I know she has an idle animation in uh, uh, <coughs> Half Genie Hero. She's just bit bopping along, but um, I really wish they'd get back to... They didn't have it in Pirate's Curse either, where she did kind of a funny little thing if you sat there for 30 seconds and didn't move her. She'd do That's, something funny. Even in the Game I'm, Boy Color I game. Those. I'm going to play that again. I never noticed it in Shantae, maybe because I was just moving all the time, but um, yeah, that's something that, that especially games in the 90s were, were huge on, and Wow, those 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 are great touches. Whenever those are in there, I mean, I remember having uh just sitting with friends for like twenty minutes until Mario goes to sleep. So <laughs> anytime idle idle animations have like Easter eggs hidden in them, or like just Easter eggs in general, uh, like clicking on a unit a lot in in a, in a StarCraft or WarCraft game. Yeah, yeah, those touches are great, and I think and. Uh, yeah, that I'll take more of those any day. Yeah. I feel like I mean I don't want to complain about the game, especially because I was like rushing to finish it before we got to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but but now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, man, that I want to collect more things. You know, I want I want I just want more of the game. Uh, I really oh, wish I they think, had have reached the the stretch goals for those last two levels. I think yeah. I think once they get. If if they can get these additional modes in, it'll be great because uh maybe maybe because then it'll be more like a whole series of like bite like shorter couple hour or less than ten hour run throughs you could do and then each one is unique and different. So I feel like that would really scratch my itch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's I was just thinking of something that I wish was in there, but now I don't remember. Shoot, it's it's probably in my my uh, little article I put up that I, I wish was in there. Um, I really love uh, the boss designs and the boss fights in Half Genie yes. Hero. They're spectacular, huge screen filling oh, oh. bosses. Yes, great bosses, and 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 I think you mentioned the writing before, but I just love Squid Baron in this game. Oh, yeah. his, his reintroduction I, I love that, to the game. I love game. his all of a sudden he appears and he's not what you expect. 
Yeah. So gung-ho about it. Right. Squid Baron's really funny in Pirate's Curse. That's, that's like, prime Squid Baron. Mm. So what is it? So how can we describe Squid Baron to people who have not met Squid Baron? He's a big, fat octopus. Or she? Is it a she? I think it's implied it's a she in Pirate's Curse. It has children, but I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but, but, but she's but she's she's this cutesy, you know, anime style, round, cuddly, drawn octopus. It's like very approachable, giant. No, not giant. You know, but also absolutely obsessed with the the mechanics of of video game bosses in general. And, right. and striving to be one of the the formidable bosses in that goes down in video game history, I suppose. Yes. <laughs> and there's yeah, there's the, the constant boss jokes. Gets as close to breaking the fourth wall, I guess. Oh yeah. yeah. There, there's in fact, um, uh, I think in Pirate's Curse, uh, she's something like, "Oh, I'm a mid boss now," and then uh, and then you kind of beat her the first time, and she's like. Super Squid Baron, and she gets armor. It's really, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Oh god, gotta. I want them. Oh god, I want them to re-release. Okay, I will. I will. I want them to re-release these games on the Switch. Just do a whole collection. <laughs> I would like. You know, I'd like to see true. Pirates Curse done in the Half Genie Hero Engine because Pirates Curse is far and away my favorite Chante game. It's true that Nick. After talking to you guys, I want to play all the games again, even though I've beaten them. And I don't usually go back to play games I've beaten. But it, I just... It's fun and... Ah. It's we'll probably a, a solid weekend, having experienced it before. You can probably get through them all. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, it's it's a shame that they didn't manage to meet their, their animated cutscenes uh, reward tier oh, as well. Yeah. Uh, they're not just the intro, but uh, additional games and everything like that. Um, yeah. So what are the? So let's go back to that Kickstarter. Do Do you have it up? Like, what are some of the things they didn't hit? Like, they they raised a good chunk of money. The fact yeah, that they, they, they met the most of their goals. I've I've got a list here. They, uh, it's not mentioned on the Kickstarter page itself that the the Roddy and the Sky and Bolo modes were were not met, but then. I believe they announced that shortly afterwards that uh, they will they'll probably consider doing them, and then they've essentially confirmed it in the most recent update. Uh, it's they were because be... they got more money on, um, like, uh, 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 not Patreon, pa- but something GoFundMe or whatever they were doing. Okay. You mean when you can like, did they have a PayPal set up? Yeah, like, they had a PayPal after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They kept collecting money for like a month afterwards after the Kickstarter ended. Yeah. Uh, there was going to be full voice acting, there was going to be animated cutscenes, as we've already discussed. There were going to be two additional levels, one called A Dish, uh, a dish Served Cold, where uh, Uncle Mimic set up some sort of uh, satellite dish to collect wayward magic, and somehow it goes wrong and reforms Negashante from the uh, uh, Risky's Revenge. Right. Which would have been cool, but Negashante is touched upon in the Half-Genie Hero storyline anyway. So it's clear that's where that part of the story would have been slotted in. And uh, the other one was going to be A Clockwork Night, where uh, they were uh, they were collecting all the trash from around Sequinland from, I assume, from dismantling the uh, mechanized Scuttletown in Pirate's Curse. 
and they uh, they sent it off into space where it formed a second moon, <laughs> and uh, it it had a story revolving around uh, Risky taking over the moon as like some sort of space battalion. <laughs> nice, that would have oh been funny. God. Those amazing. two would have included additional transformation sequences, uh, different animals as well, which would have been really good. Yeah. Maybe well, maybe it have to be a whole different game. They maybe they'll put it in Shantae for... 5, 6. They had a stretch goal for animated cutscenes? Yeah. Yeah, it was the last year. Oh my god. I, I, I was talking about this in the last Connectivity episode, where we, where we were talking about um, maybe... They need a Kid Icarus or something uh, thing. They just need to go out there and get Netflix money. Uh, Way Forward needs to go out there and get Netflix money and get a Shantae animated animated series. I'd watch it. Me too. Oh my god, this would be amazing. Yeah, it would. Uh, but oh, well. yeah, they they met most of their stretch goals. I'm I'm pretty happy with uh, how it's going, and and they update people very regularly about what they're doing. They're working on the risky stuff now, but they're also going to... I don't remember if they said they're going to put out the, like, alternate colors and the Tinkerbat transformation with the risky stuff or before. I think they said the next update's going to be the Tinkerbat transformation. And oh, okay, then they're going to drop the, like, the 1.1 with risky mode. Oh, okay. Nice. I want that coin, yeah. man. Me too. Yeah, like I said, WayForward's been around for a long time. They've been making these games for a while. The fact that they made Shantae way back in, like, the 90s, and then 10 years later they came back to her, and then they, they've been making games since. It shows that I think that uh, they 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 like this. They like this. They like oh. Shantae as a franchise, and I'm happy when a developer actually likes it that much because it just makes it so much easier for me as a fan to say, yeah, I'm going to... You're... You know, you're not just asking for me to be excited about it because your their skin is it their skin is in it too. Like I yeah. got the sense that like they were definitely making I I don't know it's it's weird but for, I I got the sense that maybe Shantae was a project they were making in between other stuff that they were doing to pay the bills. Oh, that's absolutely that. true. That's absolutely true. Like it feels a little like that. It's like oh yeah, like I can see like maybe if they had way more time they would make way more game, but this is like the size of the game you can make as you're trying to like make other games. Yeah, I remember I remember they kept um uh delaying Pirate's Curse. Uh I think it, it got delayed two or three times and in the end it ended up taking like three years to develop and it shows. I mean that game is really polished. Uh <clears throat> and I remember somewhere around that time there was a interview with uh, Matt Bo uh, Bozon, and he said that uh, Shantae is kind of their flagship character, and uh, she's a real uh, focus for the company now. Yeah. Oh, like, oh, and I should like I should mention, Carmine, I don't know if you know this, but me and Andrew uh, met Matt Bozon and Voldy Way at E3 in like 2012? 12? Yeah, 2012. Yeah. It was... It was magical. It was uh, an experience. Yeah. Definitely. He oh, he drew me a little he drew me a little Shantae picture. I, I remember <laughs> he was trying to add us on the 3ds friend codes thing the the nearby friends list thing and it, it wouldn't work and I was crestfallen. <laughs> I had a I 
man, I could have met them. I actually, out of college, I applied for WayForward. What? Really? I would have had to move down to, yeah. Uh, I would have had, and uh, it, it's, I, I ended up going uh, somewhere else, but uh, they were cool about it. it I mean, uh, I hadn't, I didn't, I ended up taking a job offer somewhere else before um, I got back to them, but uh, before I like did all the application process because there were it was like a multi-step process and I didn't mm. go on further. But um, I would have had to move down to uh, SoCal, and I don't think I, uh, I, I think uh, I'm still up here in the Bay Area, so that never happened. But that's that's as close as I got to to Shante fame. Wow, closer than us. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, you met you met the people. I just I just emailed them. <laughs> uh, uh, I uh, am I uh, I don't know my California. I thought the Bay Area was Southern California. Oh, when when you're thinking of like uh, sunny skies and beautiful beaches, that's not the Bay. I mean, there's beaches up here, but like North, uh, the Bay Area has very temperate climate. It's oh, okay. Not the, it's not the palm tree, uh, hot. Uh, Is it north of LA? Climate, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, so you you can tell the tour who the tourists are when they visit because they're in shorts. <laughs> they're, they're thinking, oh, we're gonna go to California. But Let me tell you, ocean weather. Let me tell you, even in winter in California, I'm sure it's hot for me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Probably not Andrew though. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, it's still the the tail end of summer here and um I actually had to turn off my fan to do the recording. So it's it's getting a bit hot. <laughs> okay. There was there was uh, that just reminds me sorry. There was one uh uh newscast that me and Alex and uh, uh Donald were doing and Neil and uh we do it with uh Google Hangouts so we can all see each other and it was the middle of summer. And Alex didn't have his fan on because we were recording. And you could just watch over the course of an hour, Alex <laughs> melt. <laughs> it was the funniest thing you've ever seen. Oh. Okay, so in the interest of keeping Andrew from melting, yeah. I, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Any any last thoughts, guys? If you haven't yet played a Shantae game, it's never too late to start. It's an amazing series. You really need to get into it. Especially if you love classic games, if you love anime, if you like empowering women characters. True. Uh, I would say start with Half-Genie Hero, because I think, like Carmine said, it's the most approachable game. Uh, but then if it really, if you really enjoy it, Pirate's Curse would be my next recommendation because I think that is the the most game you're going to get for in the Shantae series right now and it also uh, really dials up the cheesecake factor uh, which I was saying disappointed that Half Genie Hero really dials it back but that's only because Half Genie Hero really dials it up especially the 3D effect if you're going to play it play it on 3DS and uh, if you're going to start with Shantae, Half Genie Hero, uh, just one last reminder, you, I, we've got codes to give out, two for North America, two right. for the EU region. Uh, just send an email uh, to contest at nintendoworldreport.com, say which region you're in, and uh, name five characters from 
the Shantae games. So do a little bit of homework. It could be yours. We'll use randomizer twos, and winners will be chosen when the next connectivity episode after hours goes up. So we are Ooh. episode 220. You have until 221 comes out. Happy hunting. Yes. Okay. Good luck. So I guess that's it for us. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks for uh, hosting this, Carmine. See ya. Bye. See ya.